Welcome, folks, to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. Thank you for tuning in. I have on a lot of great guests that come on to the show. Also have an Instagram and Facebook. Just look up the Goose Gossip Podcast. Helps you stay updated with new guest speakers as well as some great content. This podcast is brought to you by the following. Molt Gear. For 16 years, Molt Gear has been bringing the hunt hard, hunt alive philosophy with their lineup of calls, instructional material, and apparel. Each call is tuned by the owner of three-time World Live Goose Calling Champion Scott Trinan, based in the heart of Goose Country, Rochester, Minnesota. Check them out at www.moltgear.com. Dakota Decoy Company, established in 2007. Dakota Decoy Company has built and grown the company to offer a full lineup of top-quality decoys, blinds, and accessories that you, the demanding hunter, not only expects, but deserves. Located in Vermilion, South Dakota, along the Missouri River. Or check them out on www.dakotadecoy.com. Premium gunning decoys for demanding hunters. Mallard Bay is an Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen, and their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the U.S. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and make your deposit with a credit card. Fastest and easiest way to book a guided trip with a verified outfitter, go to www.mallardbay.com. Other guys, outfitters, home to one of the biggest concentrations of waterfowl in the United States. Great people, great hunting. Reach out to them on their Instagram and message them to book your hunt now or you will not want to miss out on their hunts next year. Bourbon Media prides themselves in being the leader in all things digital marketing for the outdoors industry. Websites, social media management, paid advertising, SEO, logo and design, and content creations. Focus more on your business and let the professionals at Bourbon Media increase your company's digital profits. Contact them on Instagram or Facebook at Bourbon Media or reach out to them on their website at bourbon-media.com. Webfoot Waterfowl Co., the most comfortable and trustworthy lanyards you can buy. Many options available from color to size. Head over to their website, www.webfootwaterfowl.com. As well, you can find them on Instagram. Go check out their product. I have several of their lanyards. Love every single one I have. K2 Coolers, established in 2011 with a commitment to design a quality cooler that would give years of reliable service at very affordable prices. Located in Broussard, Louisiana, check them out at www.k2-coolers. When you think of K2 coolers, think real value, real cold. Big thank you out to all my listeners for enjoying this podcast as much as I do. It is great hearing from all the great feedback from all my listeners. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Goose Gossip Podcast. And the special guest on the phone today is Keegan Kettle. Kettle? Kettle? Or what? Keegan, right? Yeah. What's up, my man? Yeah, man. What's going on? How are we doing? Not too bad. Yourself? Good. Boy, if that intro doesn't get you fired up to talk about duck and goose hunting, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly, dude. Like, I, I don't know. The goose gossip, it just rolls off the tongue. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, man. Right. It's- Hard to beat. Right. Where are you from, my man? 
I am from Northeast Wisconsin, up just a little bit north of Green Bay. Oh, you a Packers fan then? Season tickets and all. Season tickets and all. You get to bring your camera in there. You should become a media oh, guy there. Boy, that would be nice. But I don't know if you noticed this, but Packer season and Duck season kind of collide. So oh yeah, probably that isn't. I'm on really, the road. Yeah. Who, who, okay. So are they keeping? I've heard that they're keeping Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to be the the future most paid NFL player in history, or something like that. Or is that a is that a joke? Yeah, people keep telling me that. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not the one to talk football with. I've been on the road for the last several years, and okay. the more that I miss football games, it's hard just, to keep track of this stuff anymore. Trust me, you, trust me. I don't know much about football either. I promise you that. Um, but so, how was your season this year? Was it a lot of fun? I mean, thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean, that's kind of the question that I've been asking a lot of people. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I. This is the only year that I didn't hunt the in the state of Wisconsin because I was down in Kansas um, filming, shooting photos, and working with True Kansas Outdoors down there. Um, so we had a pretty we had a good season overall. No weather wise was goofy like the rest of the country, but yeah. for the most part, we shot a pile of birds this year and had a lot of fun. Yeah, because uh, is True Kansas are they central, southeast, or what are they? They're an hour south of Topeka and about an hour and a half west of Kansas City. Okay, yeah, because when I was down in Kansas with my buddy Graham and Bush, um, we were uh, in Derby, Kansas, so I'm like 45 minutes out of Wichita or something like that. Yeah, so you were we're about an hour 15, hour and a half um, east of Wichita then. What was your thoughts about um, Kansas? Is that your first time there, or you, you've been to Kansas multiple times maybe? Yeah, I was down there with them um, last year, too. So this was my second year down there. But I really like that area. You know, we're right on the edge of the Flint Hills, and I think it's super pretty. And, you know, I'm a person that spends half my year in the mountains, and for me to say that Kansas is pretty is it's probably means a, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your uh, most favorite state that you've done done photography or hunting in general at, then? I mean... Alaska is kind of hard to compete with, um, but usually my fallback's Montana. I, I just like Montana, that atmosphere. I spent a month out there a couple years ago and trout fished for like 34 days straight. What did you, or how was Alaska? So obviously it was like a really good experience, but like, can you indulge on it a little bit? Yeah. So I've spent the last, well, this will be year five going up there, oh, um, wow. guiding fly fishermen up in Bristol Bay, um, spent two years at my first lodge there, and we fished an area about the size of the state of Wisconsin, so 75,000 square miles, and then switched over to the lodge I was at the last two years and got into fishing and then a ton of photographers. We were in the heart of Katmai National Park, so if you've ever seen a picture of a bear standing up on top of a waterfall, yeah. it's from that park. Okay. Uh, so I've spent the last two summers living in the highest concentration of brown bears in the world. Is, it, is that kind of photography kind of hard or videography when it comes to those bears on top of that river? Because, I mean, they're, they're a pretty well-known photo. I mean, obviously, it, um, is it hard to capture that or is it like a point-to-shoot kind of situation? It's for to say without making it like disrespectful, I guess. No, um, it's it depends if you want a good photo or the photo that everybody's taken. Okay, I see what you're saying. And I say that because there's going to be bears on top. 
certain times of year, there are always going to be bears on top of the falls. Salmon are jumping over. They're they're up there to eat. But if you want an actual good photo that doesn't look like the one that everybody else took, zoomed in on their cell phone, you know, it takes a little <laughs> bit of finagling. But yeah. if you put your time in, you can definitely get it. Like some actual good perspective shots and just out of the ordinary. Because obviously, you know, you take some amazing photos as well. And I imagine you understand the art form of like trying to be just not even different, just doing it in your own way, what you think should, how the photo should be taken. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's little things. If you take the same picture that everybody takes in the same spot, it looks the same. Right. But if you change your perspective, then all of a sudden it's a completely different ball game. So you I to- shuffle your feet a little bit and move up or down and you take a different photo. Absolutely. That's what I tell a lot of people is like, I have a lot of questions that come towards me about photography and I tell them just perspective, you know, it's not about like the power of the camera because post-production and the camera, I mean, you obviously got to understand like the manual settings and everything of that nature. But like, if you just get a different perspective, like I took a lot of photos this last weekend and I just was like, I was taking photos with my arms as high as I could or whatever and everything. Or I was standing on top of a cooler and just like, just, just different stuff that like taking like drone, like footage or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like with my camera, you know, just trying to do things differently and it it worked out. It panned out for some of them, but yeah. Every time somebody says that, have you ever seen the videos of the wedding photographers where they're, taking pictures up above their head and they bring the camera down to look at it and they keep going up and down for like the whole wedding. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining. What so is um is outdoors photography just kind of uh your go-to thing across the board or do you dig into any kind of other photography? I mean, if somebody wants to pay me to shoot it, I'm down. Right. <laughs> um that's but, the biggest thing. Yeah, mainly it's it's outdoor stuff. Um, that's just kind of the avenue. You know, with photography, you get hired by people that see what you have done, um, not what you're going to do next or can do. So, but I've shot a couple weddings. You know, I've done some different portrait stuff, uh, people with dogs, stuff like that. Yeah, because you kind of photography, there's really no like big theme. It's kind of like just a broad amount of things, and that's not bad at all. I mean, I'm kind of like the same way. I don't really like to just point and shoot at like one specific thing like um i don't know there's just a lot of people that have a different themes about things but what's like your mm-hmm. go-to that you enjoy the most about like what theme do you enjoy the most about taking photography for well i i guess this my the theme that i shoot um is why i named my business wildlife two words because that's my theme is just that lifestyle you know, the whole traveling, guiding, being outdoors, just having fun, hunting, fishing, doing anything you can, you know. Mm-hmm. I always just joke with people, I like to get paid to do cool shit. <laughs> and it's one of those that that's for real. And that's kind of just the theme of my photography to narrow it down. I know that's everything, but that's really what it is. And that's why when you see, you know, my business page, Wildlife Photog Media, it's it's all all over the board from bears to dogs to fishing to hunting to drinking beer. Right, exactly. When so how long ago did you start um acquiring revenue from photography then? I started freelancing in the beginning of 2020. Oh, really? So, um 
the venture has been has it been a bumpy road or has it been pretty smooth? Um, it would have been a lot smoother if I wouldn't have said this is all I'm doing and I devoted everything, you know, all my time, all my income. Besides guiding in Alaska, all I've done since then is shoot photos. Really? So you just dropped everything and just went all out? Yeah. Gosh, you know, how is that though? Like, realistically, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not trying to be rude. But a lot of people just, there's a million questions to just dropping stuff and going. Like, um, like having... <laughs> Like any kind of loans, you don't have any loans or anything like that. I mean, oh, oh yeah, I've got a thirty-five thousand dollar camper. Oh my gosh! And you just—it's like you just are constantly reaching out to people and saying, "These are my it, rates, and are you? Do you want this availability? Because I can make things work." Yeah, it's honestly to be able to do it and to survive, it takes a special kind of stupid. <laughs> I and I, I say that. I just say that because, you know, you're exactly right. You know, I've got bills. I've got everything that yeah. a normal person has. And for me to get in my truck and go drive to hunt with somebody, to bring out my camera, to do anything that involves work is now work. And I need to get paid from that. Otherwise, I don't make those payments. I don't pay for my truck or everything, anything that I have. Right. Um, you know, and the bank eventually stops giving you money, so you've got to charge for it. <laughs> They're going to start doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> They've given me so much money. I've had, yeah. so, I've had so many people ask me, how much money do you make off your podcast? And I'm like, <laughs> I wish I wish it was a lot, but it ain't nothing, really. I mean, there's some money income, but not really. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where it's a challenge. And, you know, I have people that message me and... Um, I don't know why they DM me and ask for advice, but they do. And <laughs> I really just honestly tell people if it's something that you're, you're in love with doing and you think that you can make it, do it someday. If it works out, you're not going to regret it, but right. it's not going to be easy, you know, and people, because I guide all over the place and, you know, I'm traveling all over the, all the time. I'm in Alaska. I've been to most of the States in the country over the last few years and it looks cool on Instagram, but there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that isn't going to go on Instagram yeah. and that isn't fun and games. And honestly, it's one of those, I'm about to launch a vlog series called porch gears. That's going to talk about all this stuff. And it's basically just going to go through all this behind the scenes what my real day to day is, you know, kind of answer all those questions and maybe show off to some of these people who are the up and coming. Hey, if some guy from Northeast Wisconsin can pull it off doing all this, I can do it better than that. Right. Or it might give somebody the perspective of, Hey, this really isn't for me. And maybe I need to work my nine to five and work on my craft until I can be somebody like Joel Bo Jones who did that. You know, he had, a regular job until he was booked enough where it's time to go to work. That Joel Bull Jones guy, he's really like, he's, he's very like beyond, you know, and that, and that's just like, gosh, like some of the stuff that he comes out with is crazy. And that's kind of why I use him as an example because he is one of the best. And I mean, you listen to his stories and it worked 
a regular job for a long time and a good one and then said, all right, this is what we're going to do. And I mean, now, good God, he was really doing really good. Yeah. Cause I mean, there was like a time where he posted something where he's like, I just dropped everything I did and, and went to it, you know, like there was just like, how that's why i was asking you and it was like no disrespect to you is like how does a person just do that because my buddy Jaden did the same thing you know it's like why like i mean not why but how and a lot of people have that question and it's like they think you have this like major amount of money behind you and it's really like like you said there's a behind the scenes story that needs to be told that there is hardships there is a lot of stuff that goes on that they'll never understand and some of it is unexplainable yeah, it's, you know, that's a lot of my answers when people ask me that stuff or sound cocky, but it's, it's honest, you know, it takes a special kind of stupid or I'll be sitting in a bar and somebody will go, oh, you must make a ton of money up in Alaska. Well, you don't make a ton of money guiding first off. No. And I, my response is always, well, I can afford to sit here and drink beer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. My, <laughs> Just because this beer's five dollars doesn't mean I made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like. What are you drinking right now? Uh good old Bush Light. Oh, you gotta be drinking a Coors Banquet, man. Well, I'm not that close to Colorado. Well, I go well, out. Well, I'm not far. Okay, well, I guess I am pretty close to Colorado. Well, eight hours, <laughs> but I don't know. I, was I like th- a good old Coors Banquet once in a while. It's got to be in a bottle, though. I was thinking about reaching out to Coors Banquet, you know? Like, tell them, hey, man, you know, I drink a lot of your beverages. Is there any chance that something we could work something out? <laughs> Boy, if you make it with Coors Banquet. Wouldn't uh, that be ridiculous? <laughs> wouldn't it? I'm doing you know? a podcast in your house from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just think if I had some big fridge with a like an actual Coors Banquet fridge and it just had Coors Banquet in it that would be legendary like that is something I would snapchat almost every day or post on social media every day just just to let the people know you know that I ain't messing around but <laughs> there ain't no way that would happen <laughs> oh shoot no hey man you never know if you start getting guests that actually have some publicity on here instead of guys <laughs> like little old me <laughs> Dude, don't down yourself like that. Dude, <laughs> dude, photography, I love having conversations with people with photography because people that do photography, they just have a good personality. I don't know. Everybody that I've met that does photography and loves it full-heartedly, they just are good people. And there's good people across the board, but anybody that just does photography, it just seems like they got their head on their shoulders. And that sounds That's so That's because bad, you but... hang out with duck hunting photographers. No, I hung. I, well, I go goose hunting, man. Come on now, I don't okay. go duck hunting. Okay, well, that waterfowl photographers. Yeah, it you takes us meet wildlife photographers that all they do is chase bears and moose and wolves around. You know, this might be far fetched, but when you go and do like that, is so when you're taking pictures of moose and bears and stuff like that, is just that strictly when you're guiding, um, fly fishing up in Alaska? Um, mostly. Uh. I was going to say, um, I kind of want to try some of that, but, you know, how do you, it's just like the DIY of that. So, you know, is there, a, is there an opportunity for me to come to Alaska and just take me on some adventures of photography? I don't want you to take me fly fishing. I'm just asking to point me in the right direction, maybe even. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's, Alaska is kind of an easy one. Um, it takes money just because right. getting around is expensive. 
but like if you wanted to go take a picture of a brown bear, July, Brooks Falls, Katmai National Park, have just, your fill. Hmm. Any any I day mean, of the month of July? Oh, and I mean, it's literally all summer, but yeah, like July, you're going to see a couple hundred bear sightings in an eight-hour period. Wow. Wow. I just think yeah, that kind of photography were... is just like, like you said, you can make it in your own way, you know, like, and even if you don't, okay, sell the photos, I just would love to touch base with like everything photography. I'm the type of guy where it's like, I have this camera in my hand and I just want to take pictures of not just living creatures, but like anything possible. Like, I don't know. That's how much I love photography. Yeah. And that's, that's me, man. I mean, that's how I got right? started doing this. Um, so what's, what's like the go-to thing that when you are holding that camera, what do you enjoy the most? Like on anything, just the camera itself, like things you do with that camera, not the photos it creates or this and that and the other, which you do great at, but I'm saying what's, what's one thing that you like doing on a camera that just excites you? I just, I like being able to take like, you're standing here, you're eight feet away from something. I like being able to pick up my long lens and be six inches from something and Ooh. see, you know, what my eye sees and catches like a little, whatever, you know, a dog's paw is resting funny on the rail of the A-frame, you know, right. just hanging over and just it's little nails are hanging past a little bit and there's a little glimmer of light. Well, yeah, you could take that picture with your cell phone, but I can get in tight, and that's all my frame is now. Right. There is, like, a whole different... And see, what's your go-to lens, then? A lot of... Most of my shots are on a 70 to 200 or a 200 to 500. Because, see, that's the thing is, like... I don't know. I really think I'm at a disadvantage not having a 200 to 500 or 100 to 500. It, 95% of the stuff that I shoot with my 200 to 500, I could do with my 70 to 200. Yeah, that is true. Um, the reason that I like to swing around a six pound lens in a <laughs> A-frame to shoot to the other end of the A-frame is because I'm a sucker for compression. Really? Yeah, I just think some of those photos just look completely different and the background just gets so much more compressed and blown out and it just isolates your subject totally different. You can tell when you shoot something on a long lens, uh, what the background looks like and what they were shooting at. Yeah. It's completely different than anything else. How much time do you spend in post-production on a single photo? Obviously it's all situational. Let's say, yeah. let's say it's a dog uh, that's just sitting in a layout or in a dog blind with its head on the ground. Let's leave it at that. How long do you spend on it? And lighting is um, good. I don't know. I mean, it's it really just depends on how fast my computer can work, to be honest with you. That's true, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I can go through, hit a couple keystrokes, and done. I just added a photo. Right. Well, that's true. That's very true. I also seen was it on your was it on your Instagram story or something where you're like yeah I think it was an Instagram story where you had like 
just or it might have been an instagram like real of like a whole bunch of photos and then you're like oh you just pick this one and mm-hmm. yeah like i was yeah there was a series of a dog that i took during the snow go- beginning of snow goose season that i literally took 1200 photos to get the one that i was looking for of just the dog mm-hmm. yeah i laid on the ground for i don't know 30 minutes <laughs> my gosh see now that's dedication that's just strictly dedication to that one photo all for something that somebody's gonna scroll past on instagram and not pay any attention to (laughs) hey it's all about the one person man it's not about the thousands it's about that one person that's interested that will probably get you to the next step you never yeah that that one person is my level of ocd (laughs) (laughs) yeah just sticks in your head the whole time huh Oh man, if it's if if it doesn't fit like what I wanted it to, and I don't think it's close enough to write, it's in the trash. Wouldn't you say it takes a um, a certain skill to see in your viewfinder, not viewfinder, but after you take the picture and you're looking on your LCD screen, and it takes a certain skill to know like, okay, this one will work in post production and it won't. Yeah. Um. It's skill and time. Right. You know, photography is something that anybody can learn. And I say that in, there are, you know, generalized rules of composition. There's generalized rules of color and settings and how you should technically shoot a photo. Anybody can learn that. The difference between a good photo and a great photo just happens to be that somebody takes it from the science of photography to the art of photography that's very true that's why i tell everybody it's all perspection or perspective yeah gosh dang it i lost my train of thought that word that word yep that word um do you i mean as a photographer i mean you know as well as a lot of people in the industry it's not getting i mean in layman's terms saturated with a lot of people which is great like i not talking bad about people getting a photography because I love it. I, if it, anybody that comes forward to me, um, I answer it fully, you know, um, to my ability. I've only been doing it for like less than a year, but there's just a lot of people that ask way too many questions to try to match, say yourself rather than it's an art form. Like I teach you the settings, but don't try to ask everything that I do because the way that you learn is probably going to be your better behalf of what you try to do with the actual camera, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, if somebody wants to ask me a thousand questions about cameras and photography, awesome. I'm going to geek out until my thumbs fall off. I love cameras and talking about cameras and photography and all of those things. Right. But if you, what ends up happening a lot of times is people come and they ask those questions but they don't know the, the basics. They don't know what ISO means, what FPS means, what shutter speed means, and those things. And I, I can't have the conversation that can actually help you until you've put in the time that's where you know what all your exposure triangle is. You know what rule of thirds means. You know the basic operations of a camera in manual mode. Right, exactly. That is the go-to thing. And that's why when I bought mine, they said, a set gentleman said, do not put that on auto, learn the settings in manual. And then if you can use auto, that's between you and your camera. But 
learn and learn the settings like learn like you said iso and things of that nature those are the basic firms of anything like you're not going to pick up a football and just start chucking it and going why isn't it spinning you know you're not going to sit there and ask somebody a million questions about how to throw a football you know what i mean it's a terrible analogy but you should almost look at the football and say oh my gosh there's laces here maybe i should use those while i throw it or something you know there's just things of nature that you really just have to do on your own and then when they ask like well because you would be saying like well what was your aperture at and they're like uh what's that you know <laughs> they, they only know the the little square button or the little square symbol that has an a plus on it you know or something. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine and dandy but like you said you know figure out the basics and then ask a photographer questions that actually you know they can be helpful with as shitty as it sounds i mean am, am i rude of saying that no, I mean, you walk into a calculus class and you only know basic math. You're going to sit there and your brain's going to turn to jelly because you don't know what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You know, I can go way over somebody's head talking about photography oh, in a hot minute. You'd probably go over my head probably fast. And it, even just about cameras because I've spent time with people who have guided professional photographers that that's what they've done forever. And I sat there and grilled them questions about their camera. You know, I've shot the Sony A1, a several thousand dollar camera, top of the line, and have gotten to play with it and hold it in my hands so I can tell you what it was like and all those things. Where I start talking to somebody asked me, what camera am I going to buy? Well, you know, if I tell you all these things and why this is what you could buy if you had an unlimited budget, it's not going to mean anything to you. You're not going to gain anything from my conversation. Right. I just, I have a lot of people that ask me, like, so when I bought my new camera, they were all, like, just asking me a million questions about what I bought and just cared so much about what I just bought, you know? And a lot Mm -hmm. of people ask about, like, what lens to buy or what camera body to buy, and it's like, what you can afford, you know? What you can afford, you know? I mean... You shouldn't have to chase what other people have all the time. You know, chase what you can and take it to its full potential. Like, I learned every in and out about the Rebel. I'm sure you started on almost a point-to-shoot camera as well when you started. I mean, what did you start with? Nikon D3500 kit. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about Nikons, but... (laughs) It's the Nikon equivalent. Okay, cool. like the number one... Nikon generic starter camera. It's $530. Yeah, that'd be the same thing as the Rebel series then. They're the... The Rebel is the competitor to that. Really? Do you like Canon? Are you... Are you like... Uh, you know, is it weird that camera bodies are like pickup models? It's like, you drive a Ford, you use a Canon, you know, or something like that. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, it's with everything. Uh, I it mean, is, yeah. Why? Yeah, you but, could, we could talk about this with decoys, with yeah. trailers, with calls, camo. And it's so bad in the waterfowl industry, you know? It really is. And, you know, it will never change because everybody's got to push their product, you know? Oh, it's the bane of my existence. <laughs> you know, okay, well, you know, it's a love-hate type thing, you know? Because... No matter what you or I do, especially yourself, like since you're making money off photography, you really don't have to worry about all that outside track stuff. Or do you? My my, my business is branding. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh my god, I didn't Dude, think that's it. all I worry about <laughs> all the time. Oh my god, I didn't. I was really, really didn't think that through. So yeah, I mean, what are the brands that you I shoot mean, for then, or, or or one of them, I guess? I mean, you can spill them all out if you want, but what's what's a brand I mean, that it, you shoot for? Um, I've got some cooler companies that I do some stuff with, some grill companies. Okay. Um, some smaller. Like Burnt Co. out in Idaho, I just did a big pheasant shoot for them. They're just a like general apparel company. Okay. Um, and you know it's stuff like that, but everything that I shoot, like if I take TKO, True Kansas Outdoors, mm-hmm. you know, his he wears Sitka gear. He's not sponsored by him or anything, but that's what he wears. So, you know, I can shoot product stuff down there. But I can't be like, hey, can you wear this banded jacket? Because he wears sick of gear. So I now have to be conscientious about it. Say I were to lock in a shoot with Bandit or Drake or whoever, I now have to go somewhere else to figure out where I can shoot that because these guys aren't going to do it. Does Does that make sense? Yeah, does it get in? So you you stay more to the brands that aren't such a stipulation of, of they're causing you to avoid possible gigs is that the way that i perceived it or is there is that wrong well it's it's just something to consider you know you've always got to think about what the image that your image you know is portraying and what that story is telling even if it's unintentional right and so like i jumped on with a partnership with a lot of people and i or some companies and i told them just flat out i travel and do photography i will do photography for it. it was just a part of the partnership you know and mm-hmm. I made it flat out that I'm going to go to places that aren't using your product, but I still have to fill content for this, you know, and that might be something that then this is just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying this is what you have to do because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, sure. if somebody can look at it a different way too, that if you're just flat out with them and they agree or then or you could almost lose something there, too, you know, I don't know. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, watch your footsteps on what you choose to do rather than just jumping into it. Oh, yeah. And I've lost I've lost deals with clients because I this is how I'm going to do it, and this is how we do it. And a lot of it's just in the image that I am putting my name on will be this. There, right. there will be no giant mega pile picture of 16 limits of mallards. It's not happening. Right. I will not take that image for your brand. Find somebody else. And I mean that in just the, we're at the point where, yes, there's a really tasteful way to do that. But are we helping the industry that we love by, that's all we show is a giant limited ducks? No. Because that, that end goal, why we love waterfowl hunting, is not just because we threw 300 snow geese in and, a bunch of cute little lines at the end of the day. It's because we spent 12 hours to get there. That experience, that journey, and I've lost clients because I'm here to show the journey and the experience. I've also gained some. I've gained more than I've lost, but so it just goes to that point. So you're saying you don't, even if, so they're paying you and you don't pay, or you don't take pictures of piles in? You've, it's got to be something really cool for me to even bother. <laughs> really? That's good. No, I, I applaud you for that. I really do. And, you know, you going forward with that, 
it just proves like and i talk about it a lot highly on here so i i seriously applaud you for that about i've never looked at it the way that you just said it or sorry i've looked at it the way that you said it but i've never like heard it that way where it's like mm-hmm. the journey to that point and capturing the actual journey to that 12 hour mark because some of it is a lot of work you know and that is very valid like very valid and wow yeah no i'm just blown away by the way that you you spoke of it you know like i said there's just a lot of things that i say on here about it but the way that you just expressed it makes a ton of more sense you know and i'll probably use that going on so if you ever if you hear it on the future ones just know (laughs) that you're the one that's creditable for it okay (laughs) sounds good i mean look at look at a december snowy zero degree goose hunt yeah that's miserable it is, yeah. It Nobody really is. likes standing outside in that stuff. But no, would you no. do it tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And, you know, the average person that's, yeah, I'd love to do it. And somebody goes, why? And you show them your six-man limit of geese? That, does, that doesn't tell them anything. No. That just told them, all right, well, you're an idiot and you can shoot. That's true. Yeah, if is... you can showcase that experience and why you went through one of the worst colds in your life to shoot something that most people don't even eat, not me, I like geese, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. You know, it's, you can just completely change the mentality and how the sport's looked at by taking the time to showcase you know, why we do it, how not many... just what we gain from it. Right. Do you think there's going to be a footprint that slowly just one podcast at a time, one Instagram post at a time that we will just win this over what we're talking about? Or do you think that's just you, obviously you and myself, like I'm not trying to sit here and say, I'm teaming up with you, man. Cause I've talked about it a lot in the 89 episodes that I've had. Okay. I'm saying, do you believe that there's going to be a footprint that people like me and you are trying to push? Do you think the footprint's actually going to help? I think it's I think it's gonna show show itself across all of the outdoor industry. Yeah. Um, and you know, waterfall is the one of the harder ones because because there's so there, many there, people that do it. Right, and the quantity of the kill that's actually getting killed is high yeah. volumes. You know, deer hunters, it's months or years, even you know, decades, not decades, anyways, years before they shoot the one deer. You know. Um, Geese yeah, and in ducks comparison, and... waterfowl hunting's easy in comparison to shooting a goat up right. in the mountains. Right, exactly. So everybody can do it, and the way that it's portrayed can be portrayed badly so much quicker. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, you know, I, th- I think you're on to something. There is going to be a shift at some point. There is has it to be. be. a major shift? No. But you look at companies like Sitka with their Diverge photo series. Yep. And just kind of the way that they hold themselves. And as they gain more traction in the waterfowl industry, meat eaters coming out with a waterfowl gear this year, it's supposed to drop. The way that they hold themselves in the outdoor industry is, you know, very prim and proper. And I don't mean that they're English and they hold their tea out when they, their finger out when they drink tea. They're just adequate about stuff. That, exactly. And I think what you're saying with that is that people that, dude, everybody looks up to Sitka. Well, okay, I'll, I'll leave it at this. A lot of people look up to Sitka, Meat Eater, yep. all these band, brands, 
And um, if they start doing this as well, they know the power that they have behind them. And it is so unique that, like, for instance, Sika just doesn't really... Like, where do you see dead animals a lot on Sika? I don't... I've never... I guess I, I haven't seen one. And, like, you see, like, previous stuff or something of that nature. But, you know, I think they're trying to lead this same thing just unconditionally. You know, they don't need to jump on a podcast or post on there that we're doing it this way. They just they just know that they have the tools of the trade to just try to get people to just understand what we're actually talking about right now, you know. Well, let's let's look at it this way. I mean, the way that Sitka is perceived in the industry is very different than say Mossy Oak or Realtree. Yep. Mossy Oak and Realtree are way bigger than Sitka. Really? By exponentially way bigger now how much camo how much mossy oak and real tree produce a year yeah. but the way that they're perceived is completely different and it's how that those brands have been established you know real tree has become the and mossy oak have become the cheap you know walmart fast grow shop cabela's on anything and everything every seat cover can koozie that you've ever seen mm-hmm. has one of those two patterns on it and have been associated with a lot of not necessarily positive stuff in what we're talking about over the years where Sitka, the brand image that they've presented is completely different ball game. Right. They're completely positive. Mm-hmm. Like I really feel like, and obviously there's a lot of people that do wear that stuff but they don't perceive the same way that Sika does but I mean they're not gonna say do you perceive it this way okay no you don't okay you can't purchase our item no but usually the people that look at a perception of how the company is selling a certain piece of equipment they're gonna perceive it the same way you know the way they post social media or this and that and the other obviously you have word-to-mouth sales that Sika has nothing to deal with Masi Oak has nothing to deal with but when it all comes down to it, like you're saying, it's all perception on literally the entire life. Like how you perceive anything is how you take it. Like, and that's why I sit here and have conversations with it is because it helps maybe somebody that's new to this episode or this whole podcast and they hear this perception and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think of it that way. Because you never know the footstep that you're ever going to lay on somebody. Never, ever, you know? No, and that's... I mean, if you read any of my stuff, see any of my stuff at any of the several pages that I'm on on social media, or it's the same message throughout. And you've been it's writing intentional that way. Yeah, and you've been writing articles almost on your Instagram post, or has that always been a a normal thing for you? Um, it's it's always been kind of a thing. Okay. Um, maybe not to this consistency. Um, but. You know, there's there's people that reach out and say, "Hey, I really needed to hear this today." That's and awesome. Photographers to regular people to guides to just people in the outdoor industry, and there's a lot of people that don't like it. You know, I can see the insights of how much you know followers versus people that unfollow and blah blah blah. And, mm-hmm. But you don't care. I mean, you don't care. About no, that. you don't give a shit. But it's one of those things where there's a lot of people that don't like the way that I talk about things, the way that I look at things, and the way that I portray what we love to do. Because the truth hurts sometimes towards people. Yeah. And, and that's... It's so sad that people let, have to let the truth hurt 
what they're doing. It's like, you know, some of them choose to do the most mature thing and that's just unfollow you or I have a lot of people unfollow me as well. It's like, <laughs> like I just, you just don't let it bother you. But I hate people that come after no. you about stuff, you know, like, I don't know. They oh, just, I've, I've had some posts that have gotten ripped apart by people. Really? And just standing up for stuff. I don't know if you noticed that I posted a picture the other day of um, a girl that we had who's a really good friend. She was in the blind and her nails are all done up on her 870. Okay. Yeah, I did see that photo. I just didn't read anything into it, I guess. Yeah. I basically was just talking about how there's a new era coming into the hunting world. You know, how you can show up, your nails all done, you look, you know, however you want to look. Right. And it's acceptable. Those are people that are going to work harder, that are going to learn more, that are going to care more, and are probably going to end up being better hunters than everybody else that just is sitting there, that that's what they've done their whole life, and this is how we do it. Now you've got a whole new wave of young people, women, up and coming of all ages, and guys too, that are coming into this world, and it's yeah. something we got to look out for. And people took that as... Oh, get off your white horse. Oh, women have always been hunting. Have you seen Annie Oakley and all this random crap? And it's just like, wow, guys, the truth hurts, but think about it because we're here. Social media is just a. I love it. I know. You can literally talk about it for hours and never understand some people's like. Gosh, I just don't know how to say this without just like crashing hard. Um, <laughs> just like what goes through a set brain, not everybody. Absolutely you know? nothing. Like, I know it's like, oh gosh, you know, some things you just don't need to say. You know, I just don't know because it's like. You just push forward for everything to be positive on social media. Like you were trying to push forward on social media to be positive and just show some enlightenment on what you believe in. And somebody still has to just downgrade it. And, you know, you dig into them and they're not doing anything even remotely close to trying to be positive on social media at all. And they're one of those people that just instantly is just downgrading every post that they come by and it makes no oh, yeah. sense it makes no sense you know what the best part about that is though i'd love to hear it you're just helping my engagement <laughs> exactly that's true because people all publicity is good publicity people love drama oh gosh people love drama especially nowadays people will sit there i'd even i fall for it i'm a hypocrite if i don't say i fall for it if i see something on tiktok instagram or something and there's like um, a comment that's a little out out of out of hand, you know. I'm digging into it. Like, what's going on here? You know, everybody everybody has to just know about something. You know. Oh yeah. It makes no sense though. You know, I and I'm not indulged into it. You know, I'm not looking at it every Instagram post and like, is there drama in this one? <laughs> that's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying I fall victim to it too. You know. Um, oh, I totally understand what you're getting at. I just don't fall victim into, oh, there's been a lot of times in my life in social media, especially in the last year running this, like I wanted to just hatch back or comment on something or this and that and the other. I could tell you 
13 things after off air about that's happened. And I'm sure you could clap back with a whole bunch of things that you've oh, dealt I with. Even this last story about this one. <laughs> you know what I mean though? It's just like, I've held so many things back. You know, I could just sit there and just nitpick at people on social media. It's like, but I have the sense of just leave it alone. Cause it's not going to benefit anything arguing through typing. I've never met them. I don't know what they're going through. They don't know what I'm going through. Everybody has hardships. Why do you got to take your pain out on somebody just because you think you're right? Like, that's what gets me fired up. <sighs> I just, yeah, kill them with kindness. And I, I hate using sayings like that because they sound stupid and you've heard it a million times. But yeah, I can take that and be add a little bit of intelligence and a little bit of humor and a little bit of being a sarcastic asshole <laughs> and type with a smile on my face and I could be smarter than that person. Yeah. And it's really funny for me and everybody else. It looks like I'm just being a nice guy. <laughs> that is so true. I don't know. It's so much more fun. Yeah, it is. It really is. I like the word sarcastic and asshole. Those two, when you put those together, it's kind of fun. But I don't try to do that, and you don't try to do that. I guess I don't know. I'm not trying to speak for you. I've been speaking a lot for you, but um, I don't know. Um, social media, if you could agree that it's just a big gray area. Yeah. No, it, it absolutely is until you get... Um, who's gonna actually, Who's actually going to come forward and just let the lions out, if you know what I mean by that? Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was about to say is, no, I'm going to start this vlog series here. I've kind of been doing a soft launch the last little bit and kind of prepping for it and for my Alaska season, really, to just, right. you know, tell the truth about all this stuff that we're, that we're doing. You know, the real, hey, this is what guiding's like. Do you this think... is what actually has an impact in the world. This is my, the way that I perceive it, the way that I'm going to be able to show it off. And this is, this is my life. And you want to wonder about it? Come watch. And you're not scared that you're going to crash and burn. You're just you're just sending it. You're not sending. It. You're just going to go for it, and whatever happens is what was meant to happen. Well, I didn't think about the crash and burn part. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Remember before when I said it takes a special kind of stupid? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just gotta. Yeah, you just sometimes you just gotta do stuff, and <laughs> you know, if it works out, it works out. If not, well, I I bet I'll learn something at the end of it, and I don't. I don't say that to just be the, yeah. oh, this guy, you know, nice outlook on life. No, it's it's just one of those things, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the aspect of the conversation, kind of, because it's just like, it's not comical. I just, I laugh a lot, but. um, oh, It's it's funny. It's kind of designed to be funny. It really is, though. Like, I bet you, you get a kick out of people that comment on certain stuff or I don't know why I'm still on this train because it's just like, it is the train. It's a big part of our lives in 2022. Yeah. Well, anything that you, if you run a business, you have to be yeah. indulged into it. You have to watch what other people do. You have to be ahead of the game, you know? Oh, I probably spend three hours on social media a day oh. if I'm not in the field. Yeah, exactly. And that's just working. Like, I'm on, I run several pages and... You know, I have to be to some extent. And exactly what you're saying, I see you all over the place, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. It really is. And there are some really sad people in this world. There are some <laughs> yeah. really talented people in this world, and there are some freaking hilarious people in this world. 
<laughs> I love the hilarious people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ones that just, you know, you, you see their stuff and you're like, okay, what are they up to today? You know, it's like, you're not like fanboying over them. You could call it that, but it's like, gosh, I just, excuse me, you just get a kick out of them. You know, it's like, hmm, it just brightens my day, you know? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, and it's entertainment at some point. Yeah. You can look at, I don't know if you ever heard of um, the Redneck Tech podcast. Uh-uh, I haven't. Ever since I started um, my podcast, I, it's hard for me to listen to other ones. But that's just my opinion. Oh, I totally get it. Um, they're a production company from down in Georgia. Super good guys. And uh-huh. you listen to their stuff. And there's a lot of like really good information for people that are in this industry, especially the production, obviously. Yeah. They're a production company. But they're funny. And they joke around. And they just like laugh and do all this stuff. And you talk about the fanboy thing. Well, you listen to somebody on a podcast for like 200 episodes or 89 episodes and you finally meet them. You're going to fanboy a little bit. <laughs> I went down to Georgia and met him and I was just like, Oh, hi. I can't believe I'm in your office. Oh, is this your podcast studio? This is so cool. <laughs> I, I get a kick out of that because I feel like uh, some of the people that I've met recently, they're, they're just like, I just know they've listened to my podcast. They know that I'm there, you know, but they never met me oh, yeah. and I've never seen them. And, and they just think that I'm some industry person that's completely different when I'm in person. But what you see and hear on here, my giggle, my laugh, everything, it's, it's, it's right then and there in person too. <laughs> my sarcasm, it's, it's all there. Actually, I don't use much sarcasm in here, but I agree with you. It's like, you don't try to fanboy, but it just like, it kind of just happens, you know? Oh, it has to happen. You can't right. invest that much time in somebody and then just be like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, you can't. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. Or even so like a lot of people, if we ever get to meet, it's just going to be that like that like 30 seconds of like, um, we're here, you know, <laughs> like in our yeah. heads, you know, it's like <laughs> that weird like because that's happened a lot. Like I've, I've had like a lot of people on and like I said in the recent times and to just a backlash to it, it's like you finally get to meet some of these people and it's just like, it, you think it's going to be this heroic moment and it's just like, it's not because it's just, it's not awkward. It's just different. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's out there. Oh, it's, it's like meeting somebody you've dated on <laughs> through the internet forever. And then you finally meet them for the first time. You're super comfortable with them as a personality. Yeah. And then you're just like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah, like Talladega Nights. What do I do with my hands? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, fun. That's funny because I've never really talked to somebody about that. Like, you know, you, you, you know, you really, it's cool, though, that the, the friendship that you have with somebody on Instagram or social media, and it's a good friendship. I know we talked about the bad, but now we can talk about the good. Um, you sit oh, there. there's and, so many great guys, yeah. you know. You, and you've had a bunch of them on your podcast, you know, guys like Grant and Colby Geis and, you know, people like that that I those talk are my to all boys. the time. And, those are my boys, dude. Those are my yeah. boys. I mean, I talked to Colby this morning. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Me and Colby talk quite a bit, but half the time it's just sarcasm and, and talking shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to the recent one with him on it when I was down in Omaha? I, I haven't yet. That oh was my on gosh. my list to do, and then I ran out of time, and I didn't want to start it before That's we had kicker. to get on here. <laughs> oh, Kobe. Um, but yeah, like back to like you can sit there and indulge a conversation for the longest time 
through social media, like years even. You know, I haven't had the the opportunity to talk to somebody for years on social media, but it's like, it's just one of those deals where it's like, it's so like unique. It's like you said, matching on Tinder, but you're matching on Instagram and it's guys and it's not meant for Tinder, okay? But God, this is going in the wrong (laughs) direction. But like you like actually get to have a big conversation with these guys and become friends with them without even ever meeting them and hell yes. if you know if you ever even do meet them you know exactly some of these people you'll never see hear from right you know and then they'll comment or like on your posts and you're back to the old conversation on instagram or if you guys have gotten to the point of texting then it's just it's so unique the way that it happens you know and that that's the part where i think social media is really cool right and that's why people are so afraid to talk about the bad and blow it up because what if you, okay, say we did stretch out and just, I know your plans about it. I have nothing against it. I'm just saying, I think that's why there's a lot of backlash on people just, boom, just letting everything out, like right off the bat, because there is a lot of good, you know? And if you shy the good, then everybody will just look at social media bad. And that's why a lot of companies, they can't promote that or they can't publish stuff like that because they need it to make for, or forward progress with their company. Oh God. Yeah. You want to, you want to grow an Instagram account? Here's the secret. Post you holding fish and a deer, turkeys and ducks. That's all your pictures. Post one of those every single day for the next year. You will blow up. That's true. I paid for a lot of my advertisement, but what do you do? Well, but I've also, that helps too. I've also, I've also heard I've every person that I've newly talked to, I ask them how they, have figured out about my podcast. None of them have said that it's off of an advertisement. Not a single one. Yeah, Instagram adver- like social media advertising like kind of works. Kind of. But it's it's only advantageous if you're selling something. Right. If you're just selling yourself and your page, I don't think it's really advantageous in the way that most people think that it would be. What upsets me is that I can't post links to my actual like um mm-hmm. my episodes like on instagram stories because you have to have above ten thousand followers that really upsets me like yeah. why does it have to be like that and i don't even have that big of a following i just care about the people that actually do listen to me i don't need hundreds of thousands of people listening to me i get to talk to people like you that actually care about what we're doing and what we care about I could talk to somebody that has 100,000 followers if I ever got them on, but I'm not going to have the indulged conversation that I'm having with you right now for the people to actually listen that actually care about what we're trying to do. You get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And that that's the, the fun part about building a brand. Yeah. And building a following is, you know, people care about you, what you have to say, and your personality, and what you're about. Right. They don't care. A lot of people that listen to my podcast, they don't even I'm sorry that I'm talking about myself a lot, but I'm saying like they don't really care about who I have on. Like they might, like I'll probably gain some interest from people that, you know, really are indulged and like what you do and this and that and the other when I have, or when I air ours, but it's like what I'm getting at is like they enjoy it because I pull conversations that other podcasts maybe don't do. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm the cream of the crop when it comes to podcasts. I'm not, but I'm saying is like, it's just different, you know? I don't know. Yeah, and that's that's what it takes. You know, right. Joe Rogan didn't become Joe Rogan just because Elon Musk was on his podcast. No, Joe Rogan became Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. 
Go ahead. Sorry. That's Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy tell me the other day, he's like, you're the Joe Rogan of the waterfowl. And I'm like, dude, don't. Don't stop. That's, <laughs> that's not out there. That's... Oh, we can start that rumor, though. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> I will literally die. Like, the day that that I... That's you my not end... have told me that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my end goal in life, literally, is to be on Joe Rogan's podcast. Once I do that... Oh, that'd be so cool. I will make it. And I will be there for three hours and we were sit there and talk about waterfall, you know, because that's the kind of podcast where you can literally let loose because he has such a following, you know, he has a platform that can't get ruined because if it could get it ruined, it would have been ruined a long time ago. He talks about aliens and drugs and everything, you know, that guy don't care. Like he is oh, the yeah, motivation listen to that podcast first thing in the morning. <laughs> What a, one, which one? What are you talking oh, about? Hit Joe Rogan's podcast. Do not go into that stuff first thing in the morning. Yeah, no, no, because your brain will. <laughs> I, I, I love the one where he was on the podcast with him and Post Malone. Oh, my gosh. That one just just straight kicker. Just just makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> that guy's a legend. Shout out Joe Rogan. Just think yeah, if he ever listened to plug. <laughs> yeah, just think if he ever listened to this. Oh, I'd, I'd lose it. I'd lose it. Oh, gosh. Oh, you and me both. Right? Talk what? about fangirl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, well, Mr. Keegan, we're at the hour mark, my man. I don't want to let you go, but we're going to have to wrap this up. Yeah, well... People are going to get sick of us talk fangirling about people that we would fangirl about. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out Joe Rogan. <laughs> hey, man, you did it. Thank you for being such an open mind about everything. And I know we had to just like kind of like not indulge in everything. I really hope you go through with this vlog thing. I hate to call it a thing. Sorry. This vlog status of trying to develop behind the scenes. If you need help with anything from it if you think that i can help in any shape or form just let me know okay yeah man sounds good you will be in the loop don't you worry i might get a hold of you in the next few years to find that location in alaska and if i find the revenue to or the finances to jump over there and we can hang out and take photos of bears we got to do it my man sounds like a plan to me all right take it easy keegan yeah you too <laughs>